Hello, friends. It's Ariel Hawani of The Ringer MMA Show. I'm Chuck Mindenhall. And I'm Petey Carroll. And together, we are Three Pack. Follow and listen to The Ringer MMA feed exclusively on Spotify for all the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. And join us live on Spotify Greenroom after every big event. See you then. Love yous. Mwah. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Miggy, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your play just hypnotize me. That's what we should say. Hi everyone, welcome to Writer's House. Hope you are all safe and well. Today we are going to talk a bit about Black History Month. England versus USA at Wembley. Give flowers to Miguel Amberon. Uh, get a temperature check on Manchester United and chat a bit about the Arsenal Young Guns contract. And my guest are Mayo Quadri and Mr. Carl Anchorman. Anchorman, it's good to see you back. Anchorman. It's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to see you back in here. Is everything cool? First time in the house this season. Nice, this is exciting. You know what's oh, good? Really? And, yeah. and we're face to face. And it's a face off. I know. It's a face off, man. Filled energy. I haven't seen you, man, in a while. It's been a long time. Long. Yeah. We're good. To be yeah. fair, it's only my second appearance this season as well. So I feel like we're, you know, both working off the injuries, you know. Mara got our own apology. I have shamelessly stolen your. They can hear me laughing in. The name of <laughs> <laughs> it's all family. It's oh not Steven and it's family. Oh my god, that's good. Everything going well? It's going well. We're gonna we're gonna what's it called? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna do a little bit of a deep dive with you on Man United and what's going on because the noise has kind of stopped a bit. So I want to know what's going on in Manchester. First thing today, guys. Um, I want to say about the the Black History Month, but um, the people I've been working with for a few years now, Chilat and Football Beyond Borders, um. It came off of the back of the George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we sat down, we talked together to let people and it was, we want to do something um, of real substance, something that's real, something that they can learn, you know, something that they, you know, hit the, the history, black history that is not traumatic, mm-hmm. you know? So something that they can learn, positive, so they can get positivity from the, the history what we're trying to what, what what we're trying to teach them now at the moment we've got 250 kids in the program it's called game changers and you know in schools london like 15 16 schools in london and manchester and i went there we went there the other day me and Mayo went there the other day mm. and i'm not joking it was it was it was just one of those you you, you could feel the energy it yeah. was it was brilliant. My old, um, right or wrong? It was you know listening to the guys speak, listening to those little boys speak. But one of the things what we noticed though was the trauma. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and it's um, it shows you why 
the program is so important mm. because it's almost like in every single part of your life that your lived experience as a young black male, especially within inner city London, you are reminded of trauma. Yeah. You are reminded in the um, education system of, oh, there were slaves, this, and it's just repetitive, repetitive. And automatically a lot of these young men, their first experiences of their identity mm. is not black joy, it's black pain. Yeah. So yeah. to have something which actually says, well, did you know that there were black Romans? Mm -hmm. Did you know that yeah. black people invented most of the important things that you see today in the world? You can see the difference it makes in them because they're talking about something positively yeah. and it's like, oh, okay. And for me, what was really touching was the reaction of them seeing you as a black hero. So I was speaking to people and it was like, none of them would have seen you play. Mm. <laughs> like, none, as great as a footballer, none of them would have seen you play. But they have an affinity to you as a hero because they see you on TV. They see you do stuff in the community. They hear your voice. They see you. And it was like, oh my gosh, like we're in South London, being from South London, the heroes that we're talking about, this is what it is. And we can speak about happy things. So you even being there and, you know, helping Gillette with the curriculum and everything was such an amazing thing. But to see how they received you, to see how they, they felt about learning about black history for me was, was beautiful. Because I've been there where every single thing I think about about identity is negative. Yeah. That's what, they, that's what they were saying. The, I mean, I think about, you know, average black kid going through school. Think about how early on you're told you can't do something. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can't. And I don't know about you, Mara. I don't know about you. Have you ever had that moment where you realise you're allowed to do something? Like, you know, I've had times where I've stood in, in a queue for something and I've seen like my white contemporary just go to the front and go mm. flash the pass and I'm yeah. like wait what <laughs> oh yeah I also have the pass and it's a thing oh wow. right okay wow. and the 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 sort of uh, having to withdraw and be like extra polite and being extra careful about certain things because there's certain connotations about being a black man and being a black person and I have a photograph on my phone bookmarked and it's just Ian smiling with Thierry Henry I shared it on my Instagram once and you know, a couple of my boys were like, oh, this photo's so good. I can't really articulate why it's so good. And I went, in the nicest way, Ian, mm. sorry, because they're old and they're smiling. <laughs> and we're supposed to be able to grow old. Mm. Like, I, there are too many times when we, we talk about black trauma and whatnot. We, talk, we think about the black people that aren't here with us, that, yeah. that didn't get to do certain things. And, you, know, you think about how many times as a black person, you, when you're happy, you can't quite be too happy. Too happy. Yeah. I, yeah. I was reading a really interesting thing about why do black people run when they laugh? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we're all smiling because yeah. we all have the experience where we yeah. find something really funny and you run away. Yeah. And apparently it's got history in slavery. Mm. So we had cracker barrels. When, yes. if, you, if you were a slave and you were seen to be laughing, you could get in trouble for it. So yes. very often when, when black slaves on the plantation were laughing, they would run to a barrel, throw their head in the barrel, and laugh in there, bring the head up, and then no one would know where they're laughing. Yeah. And it's that sort of, I didn't even know that. Yeah. But I've watched so much black media and, and seen so many black people when we run, when we laugh, and we don't know. Even our happiest moments somehow go back to our trauma. And just, wow, to, yeah. just to have that thing of, I mean, what you're telling me right there is, that moment where a young black boy has the light bulb going, wait, I can be whatever I want. Yeah. I don't have to yeah. relive trauma or... Ultimately, when I'm speaking about my identity, yes, it's important to know the history of how we're here, but there's so much more to the history yeah. that we've been fed for so long. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I remember when the program started and spoke to Ray about it, and 
I just remember like the smile on his face is like, yeah, FBB, Gillette, we've done this thing. And he's like, my word, there was Black Roman. And I was like, wait, what? And I remember his joy. Like, this is someone that's not even doing the program. You're like, yes, there's Black Romans. Like, it's amazing. And then, so it's that, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's literally, it's <laughs> exactly. that moment. Exactly. And like, we're yeah. there with the kids and, you know, the practitioners, they're doing a great job. Speak to them about, okay, so what were some of the things you learned? And these kids are just smiling, yes. telling about yeah. all of these positive moments and how it, ma- not just about the positive moments in history, but how it made them feel. Mm-hmm. And that's the important thing for me. It's not just it's the shock of what yeah. that really happened. Yeah. Yes. And it, it's beautiful. Honestly, it's beautiful. And you just hope that, you know, so ultimately, like you said, 250 kids. Mm. My hope is that more than 250 kids yeah. can have that feeling mm-hmm. because but, the reality is not everyone gets to feel that no. joy. And it's really saddening. It's, this is why it's important. And I mentioned it at the top about eating off the top. Mm. This is why when you get a, a, a business, like a, a company like a Gillette that come in, they can't stay for five minutes. Mm-hmm. They have to stay. Mm-hmm. They owe it to these kids. Like 250 kids. Yes, it's, it's brilliant from where it started, but it's, it's, it's nowhere near what, you, what we need to do. It's nowhere near. And this is why you need the, the, the Gillettes of this world for the long term. Mm-hmm. And this is why you, you won't see me rolled out everywhere doing stuff. If you see me start, it will be the, the, the brands that I work with continually because those are the ones that back you. Those are the ones that, are, like I've said to them, listen, this is something we've got to do. It's not five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Two years, we've, we've got 250 kids. Of course, I want to see, I want it to be, 250,000, 2.5 million. I want them all to know because like everybody can get those feelings of, wow, you know? Because when you speak, one of the kids, remember one of the kids said, um, remember Mayoa, why is it only a month? Mm. I said, listen, man, that's what we got to take. They're giving us a month, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you have a month. You've Mm -hmm. got all year. You've got 10 years. Just keep talking. And what you're learning, can you imagine if you go and you're speaking to people about the Black Roman, Septimus Severus, Black Roman, you know, speak to them. When you speak to them about that and they say, what, what did he do? Then you go and tell them what he does. And then all of a sudden you're teaching something Mm -hmm. else that is positive. You know, so it's not like you don't have to just do it just for a month. You do it for as long as you want. They've just put, there's a month there and it's called Black History Month. Fine. Yeah, brilliant. But I'm going to do this all the time. And anytime I can speak to somebody and enlighten them about black history, Mm -hmm. positive black history, I'm going to do it. And that is what it came down to. And then, you know, to see them, and you know what was really nice as well is seeing them trying to articulate themselves and speak and talk about this stuff when deep down, a lot of the talk um, was qu- like quite traumatic mm. about the, the, the stuff that's happened. Mm. And that is why you, you, we spoke about it for a bit, but then you'd kind of turn it to the positive side because yes, we can't ignore the fuck, that stuff. Mm. This is why people are taking the knee. This is why Colin Kaepernick lost his career. Mm-hmm. Because people, you have to stand, this is what's happened to us. George Floyd, that's what started this. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 you can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you try to say. Oh, here we go again. No, it's not here we go again. That's happened. They want to speak about it. However. However, mm-hmm. this is happening. Mm-hmm. That has happened as well. Mm-hmm. And that is what you can see where I can build off of that. Yep. 100%. You know? 100%. So this, like I say, it's, um, it's something that I'm very proud of. But like, I will never sleep. I won't sleep properly until the numbers are way, way up. And this is why, as much as people mentioned, I mentioned Gillette, I have to mention because it's people like that what's going to help. They're helping. That's an ally. Mm-hmm. That's an ally right there. It was beautiful. It was a really, really good day. Seeing the, the smile on their faces as well. 
playing football with Righty. But the thing is, and, and, and then the reaction I, to that touch as well. And oh the thing about gosh. it is, Carl, you know, <laughs> I know they haven't seen me play, but then I just had to do this. I wish I was there, man. One of them I wish I was there. One, one of the guys, like, because they were because they were flexing. Yeah, yeah, they were flexing. They were, trying to, they were trying to get me in the rondo. They were trying to get me, but I never gave the ball away in the rondo. Mm. And then when we played the game, they were saying things like, yes, score against Ian Wright, score against... And then one of the guys rushed in on me, man. And I flicked it up and then just passed it. And they went, wow! <laughs> It was It was so the laughing funny. thing. Everyone yeah, laughed everyone, and ran away. Everyone, everyone, exactly what happened. Everyone <laughs> laughed and ran away. Joy. <laughs> unrestrained joy. Honestly, when the joy man. is so much in your soul yeah. that your body can't handle it, so you have to yeah. run. Can I just quickly just give flowers to football? Because it's through football that you're able... I'm, I'm reaching them. Yep. I'm teaching them through football. And again, once again, football's just... Flowers football. You're getting flowers. I just want to just flash back quickly to the England-USA game. What Friday, what a fact. what a great game! You know, in a game like that was never friendly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Name only, Mayoa. Yep. Name name only, Carl. Simply because when I watched it, I was thinking so much on the like England have to show the USA because USA is always the bar. No matter what you do in Europe, you have to make sure at some stage you come up against USA and you let them know. But mm-hmm. if I'm going to be totally honest, I thought that um, the, the offside from Sophia Smith was very very harsh. People say. What are you talking about? Offside's offside. Mm. From where it was and the run she made, with the, 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 there's no advantage. I'm, no one's going to tell me. You know, no one's going to say to me, yeah, well, it's gone, it's gone really minute now. The margins are small, yes. But where the ball's coming from, the run she made, then she made a three, four-yard run inside to go long. Mm. But that's a whole different story. But the way that USA side came over and, and, and played, without a real progressive, creative midfielder, and then they just scored at wills in certain... St- you know when a team's playing well and then the, the, the opposing team scores and then, bam, they just score. It's like, yep. wow. It's just like, oh my gosh, they're so, they're so good. Do you know what got me though? Go on. England don't play like an like a England team. Like you look at the patterns of play, the, the triangles, the mm-hmm. quick passes into the channel. I was like, she, Serena has completely transformed this team. Mm. Lucy Bronze looks like someone possessed. <laughs> I read something the other day, someone said that she wouldn't play t- past 27. She kind of brought the quote back up about them not saying she won't play past 27. Now look what she's doing. Uh, energy. But can mm-hmm. I just say on the flip side, a 37-year-old Megan Rapino chasing her down mm-hmm, until they yep. took her off right at the end was something phenomenal to see at this stage of her career. Right? Honestly, it was, I was so impressed by her and so impressed by th- that team. I think that the, Ameri- the, the the USA team will take a lot away from that. They are still the team to beat at mm. the World Cup, but that gap between them and the rest of the pack gets smaller and yes, smaller and that's smaller. What it is. I think you know those last two World first well you know first World Cup USA won in this run. I think they were maybe fifty percent better than everyone else. Last triumph in twenty nineteen, mm. I'd say maybe thirty yeah. percent. That game against France was the big ah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, the chasm, there. and then the Olympics as well with the way they kind of like stumbled it through and did they, they lost to Canada right yeah, yeah. but now yeah. you're going I mean England can hurt them Spain can hurt them if they're at full strength yes France are always going to be there or thereabouts the Netherlands on a good day as well mm-hmm. and it's, it's yeah. getting spicy it's, what stands it's, out it's you know we, we were mentioning off here like Redeem team but mm-hmm. they're now having to bed in a new generation of superstars mm-hmm. yes. Alex Morgan wasn't there a few mm-hmm. big names weren't there similar to the England team in terms of you know why it's not here anymore mm-hmm. He wants to take the number nine shirt. Yeah. Saw Lauren Hump wear it. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, both are having new generations of superstars come in and it's about who's going to be ready in time to mm-hmm. make sure that that tournament down under is going to be their tournament. So it's really exciting. 
And that game for me was like, you know, it was a perfect picture of what we can expect. Can I say something that I'm really excited about that I hope can happen, but it depends on how she gets on at Chelsea. If Lauren James, and I can't see her as, a, she's not a number eight, but like if she can get into that team alongside Kira Walsh and maybe Georgia Stanway and she's, mm. because you know, they, they do Ella Toon, they try and, they might even do Ella Toon in there um, tonight. They do Frank Kirby in there as well. I love Lauren James to have a run in the team to see somebody else that if somebody closes down on Kira Walsh, if somebody then stops Leah Williamson coming out, we're going to need something else somewhere. You know what I mean? And I think that that is where we need it because at the moment, Frank Kirby's movement, brilliant. You know, Ella Toon comes on, we see what she could do, she's getting involved. But we need somebody who can just break a game up with skill and just... <laughs> you know, but like, it's, it's very... At the moment, before we end on it, the England women's team is very exciting. And I think that game was a big game for them, mentally. Could you imagine what would have happened if they lost against USA with USA kind of going through a bit of transitional period? If they beat England, mm. the European champ, could you imagine the flex that they could have? They'd be tea drinking all over the place, bro. <laughs> <laughs> because they say, you not just get, get all that, you, it's coming home and then you come up against us and then bam. They would have crashed. Because what they're saying well. at the moment, which I don't blame them for, is that goal was really, really tight. Mm. Because whoever's done that VAR for that, um, for that, that run from Sophia Smith and we have to mention her. We have to mention Trinity Rodman as well. Yes, Trinity Rodman. Because I'm Great not joking. Finish. Problem. <laughs> They've finish. got, once, um, once, once the, the, the USA get that player, even if it's a, a Kira Walshy kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. who controls the game so as they can then wait on their runs, not just like blasting all the time. Yeah. Blah, they are going to completely cook. feast. They're mm-hmm. going to cook food. Cook. They're going to cook out. Yeah. It's a cookout. So, you know what I mean? So I had to mention that, but like, you know, yeah, that's it's exciting. The World Cup, I'm looking forward to USA and England. See what happens in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. We'll see how that goes. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven. And your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. Miggy, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your play just hypnotize me. That's what we should say. We've got to give him flowers. Yep. Oh, and can, I, can, I, can, we go, can we just roll back to Manchester City? Because there's certain things that are said in the dressing room that you, you know that, yeah, that's being said in dressing rooms. It's not supposed to fucking leave the dressing room. So mm-hmm. when you hear Jack, who I love Jack Grealish. Mm. I love Jack Grealish. Don't get me wrong, but the man was properly oiled up on that, on, on that procession. Yep. When the, Oiled up. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. greased. <laughs> so for him to say, you know what I mean, he should have took Mares off because he's playing like Almiron is easily the most, one of the most disrespectful things I've heard for, for ever, ever. That's not supposed to be public consumption. Mm-hmm. So to see Miggy kind of like start this season, ah, you know, boom, boom, he's flying. He's flying. And I think you have to throw in Mares, you've got to throw in Trippier, you've got to throw in the fact that he's got a team that's really going forward. They're 4-3-3 three, three now. You know, you're looking at somebody who 
His work rate has never been in question. Yep. End product, guys, is what it was all about. And that's probably why Jack gave him that. For me, confidence. confidence. And that self-belief of, I'm not getting left behind. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know something, you know things are going to be changing there, man. This is it. I remember, you know, last season, maybe season before that, you said, you know, when you're more confident, you have that little thing in your brain, I don't need an extra touch. Mm -hmm. I can just go now. Mm -hmm. And some of the finishes... Miggy's going for yeah. he doesn't need that extra touch no. it's just instinct it's like I'm having fun again and okay I might miss that chance but who bloody cares I'm, I'm taking you another know, one it's the thing of this Newcastle team it's not the only chance you're going to get in a game exactly mm. and you know the, it, previous manager and whatnot, you got maybe two chances and every time you had to get that chance you had to yeah. carry the ball 20-30 yards yeah. and you were isolated it was you and one other person Yeah, I've Whereas seen him now, playing right back before in that 5-4-1 yeah. and I mean this Newcastle team mm. the quality of their press from the front mm. there are teams in the top six mm-hmm. with managers saying oh well it's hard to, to make a pressing system when you don't have a preseason." and mm. you're looking at Newcastle going Ooh, they've managed to do that. Yeah, a bit sticky. Yeah. <laughs> a bit sticky. Yeah, it, it, because they're, they're, they're so in sync. You know what I mean? They're so in sync with what they're doing. You know, I, I think that when you look at someone like Miggy now and the way he's playing, you could see what I love about him more than anything else is that when they get the ball, when they switch it quick enough and then it goes and then the amount of times you see a player get the ball and he's facing up the defender and then He's kind of like, it goes like he does something and he stops and rolls it back. I saw that so many times in the Forest Village. <laughs> but like, Miggy will get it and he'll shimmy, but you know he's coming inside mm-hmm. and he was so unlucky the other day. He yeah. came inside again, but he's, he's focused now. It's obvious to me that Howe has had that chat with him. Listen, mm-hmm. we know you work. Your work rate is never in question. You need to add some end product because mm-hmm. in games, he's, he's shooting from everywhere now. He's doing it now. Mm-hmm. I'm so pleased for him. And this is why I believe he's going to get some flowers. He's got to get flowers. 100%. I, I just love the fact that with Eddie Howe, everyone's known that he's this sort of coach that, you know, gets his arm around you, mm-hmm. says that, you know what, probably shows your spreadsheet. This is what you're doing well. This mm-hmm. is what you could do better. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. laying into you. I just want you to improve. Mm-hmm. Miggy's showing it completely with the shooting. I like that, the dinked finish, which oh, we, we, was, I was like, oh my, it's like, I, I apologize. I wasn't familiar with the game. I wasn't familiar with But even that, like, I'm looking at that like Willock. Like Willock's one of the most like evaded the most presses. Yes. Like he's in the top yeah, five yeah, in the yeah. league, wow. and it's like Eddie Howe is getting the best out of his players mm. individually. Therefore, as a team, they're improving, and you can see how happy they are for him because people would have probably thought, okay, when Isaac comes, this yes. comes, oh, yes. you're finished. But he said, no, no, mm. no, 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 no. I came in here. I'm going to keep my shirt. And I think that it's just been infectious. What, when you watch the game the other day, they, they're doing everything. They'll go, they'll go diagonal. You know what I mean? They've got a set piece. The, the goal what they scored, the first goal they scored with, with Gimenez's goal, was a set piece that was beautifully worked. It was beautifully worked. And they, they're doing everything. The, the way they pass it, Longstaff. You know, Longstaff is one of those, is a midfielder to me. He's not afraid to get it. He comes in that little hole in there and he'll pass through the lines. This is what you want to say. I'm, t- I'm tired of seeing it. I watched the game, like I say yesterday, and people are afraid to pass. I'm going to have to go. I know we're doing um, like Amron and Flowers, but Stevie's got to get that team to start going forward. How are you not going to go to Nottingham Forest in the current climate and not completely go for them? You've got to go for them. I find it That's way. what Newcastle are doing. Bravery. It, yeah. it's, it's no risk, no reward. It, yeah. Yeah. And I think there are... It's very difficult because a number of 
you know, there are a lot of things plans want is keep the ball. Mm. You, that's one of the things you hear a lot in the stadium. Keep the effing ball. Yeah. <laughs> but also, when you do keep the ball and pass it sideways, everyone goes, oh no, run it, run it in. <laughs> and it's that sort of, excuse me, like, do you want me to keep the ball? Do you want me to run oh, it in? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's that risk reward. And you, you're seeing this argument about risk reward on so many levels up mm. and down the pyramid. Mm. Um, and I think this Newcastle team have, I mean, the relative risk mm. of doing stuff is not really there because mm. they can finish as high and, as they want. And plus as well, Carl, you can't ignore the fact that those fans, whatever they do in that stadium at the moment, those fans are going to get behind them. Listen, you, you see Jesus you see Newcastle Christ. here, it's like, you know that tune? Before the game, it's like, you're just gas. Yeah. You're like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Like, they're just, it's infectious. But on the no risk, no reward thing, the reason why it's so sweet is because even if it's a risk, they're going to go and win the wall back anyway. It's like, yeah. oh, we messed up. Playing, We're going to yeah. get this it back. This is true. That they, they are fully about it. Whereas most teams, when they lose the ball, like, oh my gosh, it's one pass. Our defence is split. Our, we're going to concede. Newcastle are like, no, that's they're not a problem. Mm. We'll get the ball back. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the beauty of it, that they've got this fine balance. And I guess now, when you've got players like Bruno, he's the he's yeah. the he's the original Bruno yeah. league now. The other guy in Manchester, he's Fernandes. He's not <laughs> Bruno. Fernandes. When yeah. Bruno's you, when you've got ballers like Bruno there, you've got Willock doing what he's doing. You've yes. got people at the back. You've got a goalkeeper that's keeping clean sheets. Mm-hmm. I think he's third in the league now with clean sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have this confidence that you can go anywhere and, and, and you give somebody yeah give somebody a game, and 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 they've gone to a level where um, like I said, the fans now are not bothered because. The one thing that you can always say about Newcastle fans, and this is why it was always so unfair for people to say to them, well, what did they expect? What did they expect at Newcastle? You know what I mean? A mid-table team, listen, Newcastle fans only want their team to have a go. Have a go, because then what that does, it, then it just galvanises the old stadium. All of a sudden, you as a player just feel the energy, and that is what Newcastle do. You know what I mean? So I'm pleased that Eddie Howe's recognised it, and, and, and they are doing it, man. You know, God, you know, God willing, Callum, Callum, um, Callum Wilson stays fit. Isak comes back and he kicks in. And because you're looking at Newcastle side now that people will fear, especially when you go there. If you have to go there and get something, you're probably going to be, um, you're going to be probably come unstuck. Yeah. When Newcastle, someone asked me yesterday, can they break, can they break into the, the top six? I think that they, there's still a couple of players away from being consistent enough to stay in the top six and staying there to get in there. But like, we'll have to see how they do the season. I mean, Newcastle couldn't have a cup run. Yeah. Which, oh my gosh, yeah. If you're saying, oh my gosh, think about how many years under the previous, under Mike Ashley, where Newcastle just didn't do anything mm. in the cups. Mm. Whereas now they have a team and a collective vision that goes, yeah, maybe we, we, can, we can try and get mm. to the FA Cup fourth round. <laughs> Obviously, you know. Mm. <laughs> it'd be remiss of us to say, the reason they can do this is because of where the finances yeah, are coming from, yeah. whatnot, but Eddie Howe is good, good at the things Eddie Howe is good at, and what has, what that has built is a very good, not just a starting eleven, but a fifteen, sixteen, yeah. and players in 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 some of the best form I've seen those players in in a while. And that's why now we're seeing, that's why Miggy's on here getting flowers because I think that alongside Gimaris, um, obviously Trippy is it's a great signing. Trippy is a great signing. You know, Longstaff is somebody I'm very excited about. Joe Willock. You know, seeing Joe Willock go there and under the radar, just he gets he gets in that box, man. He like you like you mentioned Crashes with the stats, the box. You know what I mean? I'm glad to see man like him and Iwobinho 
It will be in your man doing their thing. I'm just so pleased. Scored up going in front of his uncle as well. He said, "What uncle's there? All right, cool. Oh my goodness. It will be in your's got to get mentioned. But hey, this is Miggy's time. So Miggy, hundred percent. Can I give small flowers? Small flowers to the Brentford fans. Train strikes. Brentford in London. Gotta get up to St James's Park. That's what best part of four six hours. Wow. You know. Jay Harris at the Athletic yes. did a story about how he's talked to Brentford fans. Some of them were catching flights, big buses, carpools, all that yeah. stuff. Carpools, oh carpools to get all the way up to Newcastle, and then you know Brentford didn't really play well. No. But no. it's one of those things. Of, on the TV broadcast, oh, that's quite nice. But you, you, you remember that away support get, yeah. from Brentford. Love for that. Yeah. Nice one. They Carlton. did the long journey. Yeah. You so. can't even see the game in that away stand. It's so high. It's it's like high nosebleed. <laughs> nosebleed. <laughs> phone signal up there is a... <laughs> I haven't, I haven't Bro, done anything on phone signal in St. James's to, Park for a while. They're closer to satellites <laughs> than they are to the actual football pitch. Brentford fans, flowers so, yeah. too. Small flowers, small flowers too. to Brentford fans. Miggy and Brentford fans, flowers. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah. A toast to breakfast. So, Carlos, my brother, Man United. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, I'm so... I'm so hedonistic. It's everything so hedonistic with me at the moment because my team's top of the league and, I can, <laughs> and I'm looking down. But as I'm looking down, I'm just, I'm not hearing no noise from United at the moment, Carl. It's like everything, apart apart from like Ronaldo, everything I'm hearing out of it is, well, why didn't Ronaldo play? Oh, Ronaldo came on the score. What's happening? Is that happening in Manchester? What's happening in Manchester, Carl? Because something's happening. No, I saw the noise by Ronaldo isn't, not really on the ground in Manchester. So, what sort the fans not fussed? I mean, if I'm going through the comment, sec- comment section, I'm in the Q and A's. I'm mm. talking to fans. They're not clamoring for Ronaldo to start. A lot of the questions are: When is Martial going to be wow. fit? Mm-hmm. There is a recognition mm. that what Ten Hag wants to do, the best person to lead the line is Anthony Martial, and unfortunately, he's he's not. Mm. I mean, credit to Martial from getting from bad form to a point where United fans now go, "Ah, oh, I need this guy back." Yeah. Martial FC stocks are booming once booming, again. Booming, booming. I was going through my bin, get, going through the shredder, like sanitating it back up. My Martial FC card, man. Lie to me again. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, and then with, with Ronaldo, mm. you know, well done getting club goal 700. Mm. But club goal 700, I think a lot of fans expected that to happen a lot earlier. There's been uh, a number of games or a number of cameo appearances Ronaldo where I'm pausing here because mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the right words for it. It's been mildly concerning. 
Um, so one of the first big moments was Manchester United against Southampton late August. You know, Ronaldo comes on, you know, partway through the second half, runs clear, mm. and then uh, Mohamed Salisu mm. makes a 30-yard run, catches, catches up with him, him tackles him. And mm. that was their first big, like, that's weird. Mm. That doesn't normally happen. Right on the right before full timing against Southampton as well, Ronaldo's got you know maybe a, a two on one and Rashford's on his outside. Ronaldo's running and then he sort of isn't quite running, mm. which is that weird thing of are you slowing down because you want to play in Rashford or are you going for the goal? Mm. And I'm it's Cristiano Ronaldo, he's so I'm going gonna, for the goal. I'm gonna say he's yeah. going for the goal. Yeah. And then Bella Kotchap makes a 25 yard run, catches him up. So ever since then, I've gone defenders seem to be able to catch him, yeah. and I've seen him against Real Sociedad. He had a number of gets the first touch, is about to turn to get the second touch and shoot, and that second that shot isn't coming. Mm -hmm. He's not getting the shots off at the speed he used to. Defenders are able to to get in front of him more now because he's still Ronaldo. Mm. He's always going to get into the good positions. Mm. You don't score seven hundred club goals without knowing mm. where and how to run. And I think the goal he got against Everton is a proper. He's he's hiding in that space between a centre-back and a mm. full-back. And the moment Casemiro's there, he's like, bam, bam. now. Yes, yeah, Casemiro yeah. knows immediately where Ronaldo's yeah, doing and he's yeah. in there. And he gets there and he gets the shot. I'm watching the replay and I went, who's the centre-back? Oh, it's Connor Cody. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay, I get uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect to Connor Cody. I think if Connor Cody was maybe three years younger, he might have got there in time. Mm. And I think this is the big balancing act about this, the striking thing. I think there's a number of players at Manchester United now who are known quantities mm. and now it's up to Ten Hag to go I know what you're good at I now need to find a way to make this team create more opportunities so you can just do that can I, can I say about what the confusion with um, not playing Casemiro mm -hmm. I, I, I was I was because he's coming here with all the credentials man mm -hmm. does not need no bedding in period right what, what's that about because I think I, I saw the, the sort of perfect pitch in the Everton game so yeah. the first goal comes from and you know this guy has done everything in football but this is the Barclays Premier League and <laughs> you're not playing like while Quim or all of these guys in Spain Onana doesn't care Onana <laughs> doesn't care he's going to kick you and he's going to keep punching you yep. up and I think that ultimately in that game it's, it was a this game because this is his first start right first start perhaps I think it finally clicked him that you know what no one's going to pay me the respect of giving me five yards on the ball you cannot mm. use the referee as a bodyguard you cannot <laughs> you, you are the bodyguard do you ever get that <laughs> sometimes you get sometimes you can see it um, you know when a, when the Premier League when a Premier League team goes to the Champions League they like a midfielder will do a foul and the referee will blow and you can mm. see the midfielder like wait no, why are you blowing yeah, for why are you giving me a yellow card and <laughs> yeah. the referee's like no this is Champions League you can't yeah. do that and then you have the reverse or sometimes a player will, will play in the Premier League and then maybe the first foul they'll go down and look at the referee and the referee's mm. going no no no, 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 no that's, that's fine League. that's cool I mean Casemiro even at Real Madrid if you ask him to be the progressive passer mm. and, and to do that sort of stuff in the half turn he, half turn, he would have some problems so I'm not going to say the Premier League is, is super unique but mm. I will say that's a thing that he's vulnerable to mm. I think the reason why he, he's only just making his start now one and this sounds really weird Scott McTominay's tall. Uh, and if you look at that United team, there's not many six-footers anymore. Mm. That starting 11 doesn't have many six-footers and there becomes a point where you just need a six-foot someone guy on set pieces. And I think McTominay had that slight advantage and then he maximised that by playing the best I've seen him play in a right. while. Right. Uh, it was always a case of when rather than if with Casemiro. And I think, you know, the game on Thursday and 
I mean, McTominay now is suspended. I think Casemiro will be now the person next to Christian Eriksen. This, this Man United team, you know, like you said, I'm not hearing any noise. Mm. It is, it's that bit in the Hollywood fi- film where you go, you hear that? <laughs> and you go, no, no I, can't I can't. And he goes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is Man United right now. Like the big, the big one, and I, I keep saying the big secret mission for Manchester United this season is for Eric Ten Hag to just be like, you hear that? Exactly. And you're like, what? Yeah. And he goes, no one's mentioned Pochettino's name. Mm. That's the big thing. If every Man United fan can go the entire season without going, wish we got Pochettino instead, yeah. then Ten Hag has, has won. He's- so they're, they're, so they're, they're seeing it. They're, they're, the fans are seeing it. Because like you say, you're on the comment section and, and, and what you're hearing, they're seeing something because I think that's a good thing. It's, I wouldn't say I it's like him when he's in all in, but I'm, I'm seeing an appreciation that this is going to take time. You know, Ten Hag keeps using the word process now. He keeps talking about high demands and the standards and he's mm-hmm. talking about how you can't just do it in your 90 minutes on the weekend. I want to see it on the training ground. I need to see this. I need to see that. He, he was asked after the Europa League game about Donny van der Beek. Mm-hmm. The question was very much like, isn't Donny your boy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes, what does Donny need to, Donny's your boy. What does Donny need to do to come back? And he, mm-hmm. he's got to be available. Mm-hmm. Just, he's not fit right now. He needs to be available. Um, and he needs to show me that he can do what I need him to do now, right. not based on yeah. back, you know, previous stuff. Yeah. And I think he is, the first couple of weeks after those defeats, Ten Hag seemed a bit on rickety ground, those comparisons to Frank De Boer already. And then that four game run just gave him that credit of just going, whatever we're doing, you, we're going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Do you think the City game helped as well? Because you know, there's, when there's like derby games, people are like, you know what? yeah, four games, we can do them. And then it was just sort of like a humbling and he can go, listen, there are different levels here. But for the level we're trying to be right now, we are on track. And you guys need to remember that. We're not here. We're not the yes. super team. Yeah. I think it just brought the fans. Fans probably went, oh, okay, you know what? We're doing all right. We can't be City at the moment. No. Do you reckon there's that balance no. in there? So losing to City is always going to hurt. It is, it's always going to hurt if you're a Manchester United fan. Uh, and... There are gonna, there's going to be more than one team this season that loses the City. There's going to be more than one team that can six goals against that, Man City. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Derby defeat happens because the plan Ten Hag has was a little bit naive mm. and then it, the execution of it was quite poor. Mm. And I think that's why Ten Hag sounded so angry on TV afterwards. He's like, mm, this is just nonsense. Mm. And then later on he went, mm, okay, maybe, maybe the standards and the levels wasn't quite where I want. And I think he's very good at one, he plays his cards very close to his chest. You ask him, what do you want to win this season? He just goes, I want to win every game. He's not going to tell if he wants yeah. the Europa League. He's not going to tell if he wants top yeah. four. It's not yeah. that. And he's, he's getting good at getting United fans to understand this will take time. Mm. And providing he doesn't have too many 4-0 at half times, yes. I mm. think United will be, and the United environment will be okay. I think yeah. the, the, you know, the, the Cristiano Ronaldo situation will, will be rumbling and it will flare up every now and again. I think the captaincy thing will flare up every now and again. But the rest of it should be okay. And also, you know, when there are problems, I think one thing that, that's good on Ten Hag is when there are problems, you can see how Ten Hag would fix it quite quickly. Yeah. So they didn't play well against City and you go, okay, mm. well, maybe let's bring in Luke Shaw and that might help yeah. Jaden Sancho. Yeah. That yeah. sort of thing. You know what? Um, what I would say before, before we finish is, is that in respects of Ten Hag and what he done for... Ronaldo and the respecting the, the legacy of, of, of him by not bringing... I feel that there's something in that card that I found very uh, magnanimous and, and respectful from Ten Hag because 
no one can understand, probably apart from Ten Hag sitting there, like you're sitting there with one of arguably one of the greatest players that's ever played. Um, his numbers are there for everyone to see. And your team's losing 4-0. You know that everybody's, the cameras are on I mean, everything. And you are thinking, I, I don't want to embarrass him. I mean, he, bringing him on at 4-0. <laughs> We're not, not talking about prime Ronaldo. We're talking about an, an aging Ronaldo that at 4-0, is he really... We saw him come on against... We saw him against Everton. He came and scored a goal. Brilliant, yeah. But 4-0 against Manchester City, it was the best thing to do. He'd done the best. He'd done the right thing for I him. I think... I love that. It's, the, the, the interesting thing is two separate things that happened that have been lumped together. It's not just that he didn't play Ronaldo. It's he played Anthony Martial mm. and Martial scores two goals. Mm. So you, you, could, you could ask him tonight, why didn't you play Ronaldo? And he could have said, well, I played the best number nine for what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think United fans now understand the best number nine for what United need to do this season is making sure Martial's fit. Yeah. And that's the big... There's, there's a bigger conversation there as well. And ultimately, the, the world of football management is such a difficult job because it's not just about you know, performance on the pitch. It's about camaraderie. It's about the mm. freedom and treasure. And you would know better than anyone. And ultimately, when you've got someone like that, that is a legend that transcends the football club, football, mm-hmm. we've seen it when he came back and how all of the players spoke about him, all the pitches that were posted up. He, he's, his influence is so much outside of the club. So imagine what it's like within those walls. Mm. He's having to manage that and manage a team that he knows isn't where the fans think mm-hmm. it should be. So right now, I think he's doing really well with this balancing job because mm-hmm. I've not seen that Ronaldo interview come out. I've mm-hmm. not seen Ronaldo come out and say anything. Mm-hmm. I've seen Ronaldo get goal 700 and seem all right yeah. on the pitch. Mm-hmm. The interesting part now is in October, where you have fixtures twice a week. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to play 10 games and Martial is unfit. How do you operate your squad? Because Ronaldo's going to have to play games. Mm. That's, that's the bottom line. Ericsson cannot play 90 minutes every single game. Yep. So something's going to have to happen yeah. there. Lindelof has come back into the fold, which, you know, seems to be all right, but he's going to have to balance this squad really, really well. And yep. I think it's going to be the toughest month that he has this season. How he navigates that would determine what United can do this season for me. I agree. It, it's the thing of, you know, it's, it's three more Europa League games. United low-key really need to top that group mm. because they couldn't fulfil two Premier League fixtures. Uh, and the best time to fill those two Premier League fixtures is when you top that group and you don't have to play in the playoffs right, against right. the Champions League dropout. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all these, there's loads of you know, secret missions. He's got to make sure no one thinks about Pochettino. He's got to manage the captaincy situation properly. He's got to make sure Dallow stays fit because the right back mm-hmm. situation is a bit sticky. He's got to make sure Bruno can actually retain the ball during those times <laughs> when Christian Eriksen isn't doing well. Mm-hmm. He's got to make sure okay, if, if Ronaldo isn't going to be starting and Martial is currently injured, then your best number nine option is Marcus Rashford. Yes. So then you've also got to go, how do I make sure Marcus Rashford is a good number nine? Which create, which means you've got to play a bit higher up the field, yes. win the ball up, and then cause those sort of counter-attack transitional yes. Arsenal, like we saw Arsenal. And it's that sort of, he's constantly having to tweak all the time in a new league where certain things are going on. One thing I always find interesting is when people say, um, you've got to back the manager. And for me, backing the manager is more than just giving someone loads of money. 100%. Right? Right. We all talk all the time, even when we're not doing podcast stuff. And we back each other, not just by saying you're doing great, mm. but also sometimes I'll come tomorrow, I'll come to you mm. and I'll say, is there, here's my plan. Mm-hmm. Is there something I don't see? Yes. Mm. Right? Here's what I think football is going on, Ian. 
Is there something that you, as a former professional football player who's won a Premier League, is there like something about a striker's mentality I'm not understanding? Mm -hmm. And that's how you back me by going, you've made a mistake here mm -hmm. because I have more knowledge here. Mm -hmm. And I think United need to get more people around Ten Hag to go, yes, bro. yo, yes. Newcastle are now a problem. That's <laughs> 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 nice. true. Nice. Newcastle are. But um, I, just before we go, move on from this, I, I'm always happier when the Man United, Liverpool's, Arsenal, I have to even, even Tottenham, not so much Tottenham, and that's not disrespectful, <laughs> are, are, are playing well. The, the league and everything, the fans, everything. Where, where was Chelsea? Is better. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mayoa. That's that's what it was. You know, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea. Them four teams, right? And no matter how much the 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 rivalry and that, when them four teams are are playing and are on it, the league is a different level because we, we I'm, you know I haven't mentioned Man City because there's there's somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. These lot are trying to are trying to catch them. City are going. Okay, so who's next? Oh, Arsenal. All right then, <laughs> we'll beat this team. Let's see what you do. Okay, you're gonna beat Liverpool. Okay, well. This is where we find out the mentality of Arsenal and this is where we're going to learn so much about this team and this learn team's going to learn so much about what it's like having to be elite. And that Listen, is what's man. exciting at the Should moment. Should we get into it? Should we get into that game? Passion, energy, clarity, man. Just quickly, because we, we, we want to talk about, ideally, those young players. We want to talk about, mm -hmm. we want to talk about Martinelli. Baller. Saka. Baller. Star <laughs> Saliba. Baller. Baller. Good sensation. Baller. And the way they played. And what they had to do to win that game and even though I thought, yes, everybody says how soft the penalty was. It was soft. But that will happen again and that will happen for them, I'm sure, at some stage in the season. But the way Arsenal went about that game and the way Martinelli, mm. in the end, I'm, I know Trent done his ankle, but in the end, they took off. And remember, we, we had Tomiyasu playing left back. They took, off, they took off Salah. They took off Matip. And they took off Trent. Yeah, Trent done his, his ankle. But Martinelli was doing the work of two men because remember, Tommy Asu weren't even coming and getting around him. Mm. And he was blazing up that right side. He's, that guy is he's do, the, he's do the you one. You know something that stands out for me? Yeah? I've got a good friend, Cameron, Coldre Cams. And he said something. He said, when it's sunny at the Emirates, you, you don't want the smoke. <laughs> And it's true. It's, I've, I've, I've been, been, I've I've been, been watching there. closely. And when it's the, sunny, bro. The, the moment that just painted everything perfectly. Diaz is running. Martinelli's running. And as he's running, I'm just saying, woof, woof, woof. He's <laughs> running. And then the fans are jumping. And I yes. said, you know what? This isn't a gimmick. This isn't a joke. Brace yourselves. We are in the Arteta era. Yeah, like, in it. It's real. We're smack banging it now. We're at the start and like just it's changing real. gears, so bro. Think, we're getting into that fast lane. I think before the season started, a lot of people are, you know, who's going to finish top four? Who's going to do this? And I think quite a few observers, commenters, pundits were going, hey, you know, Arsenal first team's really good, but the big test will mm. be if there's mi missing two or three players. Mm -hmm. I'm now reached that point of going, what happens if this team gets better? Mm -hmm. What if this isn't a team playing at their maximum and we see how long they can maintain their maximum? Mm -hmm. What if this is a team at, say, stage 80% and have another 20% to go? Because mm -hmm. yeah. Martinelli is, I remember Arteta talking about how the big thing with Martinelli is he had to teach him gears. Yes. Yeah. That when he first came in, he was running 100 miles an hour all mm -hmm. the time, mm -hmm. would be knackered off the hour mark mm -hmm. and just burn himself out. Whereas now I'm seeing... Man's chopping down a gear. Yeah. You, you can go, okay, third gear for a little mm -hmm. bit. All right, they're going to do this. They're going to, you know, recycle mm -hmm. the ball. I can do a little bit more. That's amazing. I mean, Saka, I mean, when they came to Old Trafford, Man United won. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But one thing, one thing that, uh, that really stuck my mind about Saka was he was 
doing yeah. dirty work. Yeah. He was grafting. Mm. He, he was he was giving Malassia the business. And I went, did, when did Saka learn how, when yeah. did he download this fouling package? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, they're good. You know, the thing is, <laughs> I, I think what's happened with Martinelli as well, um, I remember when we had done the interview with him when we went to the Adidas place mm. and I remember his dad said that you've got to, you've got to target the twenty the night the twenty twenty two World Cup. Mm. That's the kind of levels that this man's been on from the age of like 10, 11. Mm-hmm. His dad's saying that's what you've got to target. I think that's going to be tough for him, simply because the two teams that he's just played and played argue two of his best games I've seen him is um, Tottenham, Richarlison, mm. and Liverpool, Firmino. Mm-hmm. Now those three are probably in the running. I think probably one of them might go. If he carries on how he's playing, I think he'll have a good chance of being in it because if even if he does go to Brazil, um, to the World Cup, I'm not sure he's going to play too frequently. But Rich, yeah. you, 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 you get the impression... Heck of, that, heck of a player to get off the bench. Honestly, yeah. to come of off the bench. And Half this an is hour what, in a quarterfinal. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> once, yeah. they, once he realised, right? Because remember, he was duking it out at one stage of Emil smith Rowe. That's kind of yeah. gone now. That's yeah. gone. He's the, he's the guy now. But once Pepe's gone, Aubameyang's gone, and he's 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 like been given it, and like you say, he's, he knows about his gears now. Mm. He's, he's in fact he's got automatic gearbox now. He knows <laughs> it, it drops down. It, it's do, sweet. It, it it's drops sweet. down. So now I believe it's literally up to him how he progresses through this season with the consistency where he gets in that that squad or not. But the, the, one of the big problems is Saliba and Saka in respect of their contract. We got to start thinking about signing. I think it'd be easier to sign. And Martinelli down to a contract because his World Cup won't have any bearing on how he's playing and what he's doing. But like Sack and Saliba could say, you know something, I'm not going to do the Harry Kane, bro. I'm not going to sign before the World <laughs> Cup. I'm going to, I'm going to wait. Mm-hmm. Don't, you can't blame them for that. Yeah, you can't blame them for that. But for me, Martinelli, I'm, if if I'm Arsenal, I'm going in. I think he's got an extension that they can just not, they can just activate. Mm-hmm. I'm going in now. Before it, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm offering him what, whatever he wants. You know, right now the issue, the issue, right, I, is ultimately I, I respect. You know, you've got the top passion, energy, clarity. I respect everything say? that Arteta has built at Arsenal, and the, the issue with it is that it's almost like having a year seven group for the first few weeks at school, where everyone's trying to find their place mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you know what, pupil of the month has been. Who got the contract first? Eddie and Ketty or Dago, number 14, 100K. Mm-hmm. What, what is rumored and everything? Mm. Great. What's happened now is everyone's raised their level to place, looking at their table and gone, well, if, that, if we're all on parity and we're talking about effort and getting back, mm. then what am I really worth? <laughs> and because camaraderie is such a big thing, it's like, okay, I have to make sure I don't upset the boat with anything mm-hmm, here. Saliba mm-hmm. had to go out to the wilderness. Yes. 40 days, bro. 40 days, 40 nights. And he's like, listen, look at what I'm doing. Look what I've done to your team. I need this. Saka, we know what happened last mm. year. Look at what I've done. Martinelli's in his moment now. Yes. Look at what I've done. So it's like, do you do something where everyone's in equal parity and it's like, you know what? You're all getting the same thing. Does that work? Or it, that's the difficulty they've yeah. got. And like you've mentioned, the other two can use the World Cup as leverage. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's one of those things where you do it that basketball, listen, you get this much, you get, you'll get the same much. We do the team picture, everyone signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Wenger did with the Wenger English with, court. With the English court, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. do it again. I'd see, the, this is free marketing. <laughs> Arteta's court, got all of them standing with the t-shirts, yeah, yeah. we've signed to 2026. That, that'd be amazing. It. So the, it's not, it's not even so much the money, I think it's, it's the, the duration. Exactly. So if, if you look at uh, Liverpool's contract extensions for Trent and Salah and, and, and Virgil van Dijk, they all, 
or in and around 2024, 2026. Yeah. Mm. And that was very much, this is how long our window is going yeah, to last. Exactly. And this yes. is when we build the next one. Yeah. And I think if, for Arsenal now, it's, I mean, these players now look, they're going to be playing Champions League football next yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. It Fingers looks crossed. like. Yeah. So then you go, well, how many years are these boys going to be playing Champions League football? Yeah. And you pick a date of when they're all going to be reaching their quote unquote mm-hmm. peak. And you say, yeah. that's when that contract is 2024, yeah. 2026. Yeah. Then go again after mm. that, whatever tournament's coming up next. Yeah. And you, you have to remember, if you look at where Liverpool are, right, the conversation with Liverpool, football is very cyclical, right? That City-Liverpool sort of mm-hmm. battle was a four, five season stretch. Yep. The, the benefit that Arsenal have is that they have a super young team. Mm. Super, super young team. So if you're planning your five-year stretch of we're going to try and compete at the top and have everything in, your contracts have to fall in line with yeah. that. But you have to be careful that your contracts don't end when they go into their peak because when, uh, Gabriel's, what, 24? Yeah. Saka's just turned 21. Mm-hmm. All, so you it's have Libra to... 21. 21. Mm-hmm. So if you were to do four-year contracts, 26, man, right, see you. Man's still <laughs> flying. So you've got, to, you've got to make sure that you, you, you put enough there, but you put an, the stipulation that you can then extend. But they're in a situation where if you... I said it recently. If they look at any team in the league, Apart from City, mm. and I know they lost United, they would think, you know what, we can go and slap everyone. Yeah. We, are, we are in that <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah. form. In that mode. If you carry that on for the whole season, you know, add a few signings in January, because you'd never know what can happen in the Premier League. We don't know if City players are going to get injured. We yeah. know that Haaland's going to be in a hyperbolic chamber. Mm. But we don't know who's going to get injured in, in at World Cup. We don't know who's going to come back and have a rocky start. How far can Arsenal push this at the moment? Yeah. How can they improve? But, and then you go into next season saying, you know what, we can actually do something. That's what mm. Liverpool did. When Liverpool yeah. were competing, mm-hmm. it, they went from wilderness to, oh, we're kind of we're close. Right in it. Let's push it again. So it's a real unique op- um, opportunity and I just don't want this Arsenal team to be in a situation where they've got young players, they've got ability, as Carl said, they're operating at 70%, that mm. they don't capitalise on the now. Just get those contracts signed, keep the feeling going, mm. get more players and just really go for it because mm. when are you going to get this opportunity again? Yeah. And I, Mikhail's, Mikhail's being very, he's just, he's just very calm mm-hmm. on the whole thing. It's, it's unbelievable to watch, you know. And like, when he came, everyone said, he's a coach. What are Arsenal doing? He's a coach, he hasn't even managed. He's a, you know, but when you look at a man moves and how he's moving, what he says, how he is, what he had to come in and do at Arsenal to get them to where they are now is unbelievable. You have to mention Edu. You have to mention Perma Asaka. Mm. You have to mention Vinay. They're man, they've been together doing what they're doing. But Arsenal are now ready to launch. Yeah. Right? And I know for a man is taking each game as it comes. The fact that we're still at the top, everybody said, yeah, well, it's just a matter of time. Fine. It's fine. They said the same thing about Leicester. In fact, exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, you said that. You, know what? you, you said, said that. that. You said I didn't that. say that. You said that. The main thing that. is that the top four was, was, the, was the goal. Right, top four was the goal. So if they get that, then that's what you're talking about. Because all of a sudden, guys, we're talking about a different level and caliber of player who's on the outside looking in at Arsenal, young team, unbelievable stadium, unbelievable vibe in the place. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it's the the player you're starting to attract now. Because you look at Liverpool, and of course, Liverpool are what Liverpool are. You know, they're going through the transition, but Arsenal have now forced themselves in a position where they can vie with a li- somebody who might be going to Liverpool. I'll put it this way. So City, we know in quantity, know what they're going to do, know how good they're going to be. Chelsea, new manager, 
I have no idea how much money they have to spend. I mm. think they're going to spend a bit of money, but in transition, mm. Manchester United, start of a new project. Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Tottenham Hotspur, kind of look like the finished product, but also aren't really... Mm. Yeah, you so, see, yeah, 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 right. So there's a lot of top six teams right now where you're going, eh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll still go, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that 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 probably means a lot. I think the interesting thing now is we talk about football being cyclical and whatnot. This new cycle is going to be Amazing. so strange. Yeah. Winter World Cup, Win- yeah. Uh, Winter World Cup, mm. Swiss format, Champions League, mm. Euros. Uh, they're moving Afcon up and down and left and right mm. and whatnot. Like there are so many things that are very hard to get mm. confirmed and written in stone. That if you're a football player now in, in your twenties, I think you want to know for sure I am at a team that's going to be this good mm. for the next three or four years while I sort out. Am I going to be in the Euros? Am I going to be playing this weird Champions League mm. format where I play an extra 10 games a season? Mm. Yeah, is there still going to be five substitutes? Are we going back down to three? Right? You want your bread and butter to know who your manager is mm. and to know what the aims are. And I think at the moment, man, it's painful to say, Arsenal have a very compelling project. Nice. <laughs> yes, it is. And that is, what's, that is what I'm very excited about. It's a compelling project. And, and at the moment, somebody's got to try and hang on to fucking City, bro. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> So, um, guys, that's it. Thank you very much for coming to the house. Carl, it's great to see you back in the yard, bro. Great to see you back in the yard. Mayoa, Badri, thanks. Thanks for coming to that. But thanks for last week as well with the, the FB being a Gillette man. Thanks for everything. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. You know, you know, at the moment, can I just... I'm very happy. My team's top of the league. <laughs> I'm very few. <laughs> and very I'm going to say this at the end until we're not top of the league. But thanks for listening, guys. And, you know, Arsenal fans rejoice. Everybody else, come catch us, baby! <laughs> <laughs>